Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 1, 9 through 14, called Signed, Sealed, and Delivered. Okay, so Ephesians 1, 3 through 14 is the longest sentence in the Bible. Just a side note, it's the longest sentence in the New Testament, and for that matter, the longest sentence in the Bible. And so since it's one sentence, and since we're going to end at verse 14 tonight, what I'm going to do is read the sentence, and this is going to be the longest sentence you've ever experienced, right? And then we're going to come back and break it down. And we're looking at verses 9 through 14 tonight in a message called Signed, Sealed, and Delivered. Ephesians 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will, verse 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his kind intention, which he purposed in him. With a view, verse 10, to an administration suitable to the fullness of the times, that is, the summing up of all things, Uh, all things in Christ, things in the heavens and things upon the earth. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things after the counsel of his will. 12. To the end that we who were first to hope in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed you were sealed in him, with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. Now that's quite a sentence, is it not? So if you do a lot of commas and sentences, don't feel bad now because this is actually one long sentence. And one of the things that it starts off by saying in verse nine is that God has made known to us the mystery of his will. Now, I can't help but think in our world and with all the confusion that is going on that there are so many people who really think that life is a mystery. And to them, it is a mystery. And the the Greek word for mystery in the Greek New Testament is musterion. It's not a word that means a whodunit kind of thing as we'd see like in a mystery thriller. The word mystery speaks of a sacred secret, sacred secret, once concealed and now revealed. And if you're in Christ, you know the secret of life. You know the secret of the ages. You know the secret of contentment. You know where this world is going. And that's what a lot of people worry about is they worry about the future. They say things like this, especially when they watch a news broadcast and see the way the world is going. They say something like this. Where is this world going And the implication of that question is, where am I going? Because I'm going with it. 
Because this is all I know. I'm on this planet. It's hanging out in the universe. And hopefully somebody's steering this ship. Where is it going? And where am I going? And the answer to those questions is found in the Bible. And just to say that among some circles would make people go, oh, you've got to be kidding me. The Bible? Yes, the Bible. That is why the Bible is under attack and always will be attacked because in it is found the mysteries of life answered. We all, you know, are intrigued by mysteries, right? We want to find out. We want to see what's behind the door. We want to know, you know, uh, what's behind the curtain. Well, God has led us in on the most awesome sacred secret of all time. We know where this world is going. We know why we're here. We know where we're going. And yes, it's going to get bumpy along the way. And yes, we'll have some question marks along the way. And yes, we'll deal with some stuff along the way. But ultimately, what we know is that God has a plan that includes us. We are the new society. We are the called out ones. We highlighted this in a previous message in Ephesians. Called out of the world, called into Christ, And God is now revealing this great mystery of redemption. He has made known to us, the church, verse 9, the mystery of his will according to his kind intention. It is in God's benevolent character and his kindness which he purposed in him. God wants to show it to us and he he purposed it in Jesus Christ. If you have the NIV, it says he purposed it in Christ. If you have the ESV, it says he set forth this particular plan in Christ. Now, the plan is with a view, look at verse 10, to an administration suitable to the fullness of times. In other words, the plan is not just a now plan. You have not just been privy to what's going on now. What God has revealed is the fullness of the plan, which will consummate in Jesus Christ. And that's why we have the book called Revelation. It is the revealing. Apocalypsis is the Greek word for revelation or revealing. It is the revealing of Jesus Christ. It is not concealed. It is now revealed. And we know how the story ends. Read the last book of the Bible. And the main point is we win. Amen? Amen. I know the end of the story. And I love to be on winning teams. I don't like to lose. And I am on the winning team in Jesus Christ. And he has shown this plan. It has a view to the administration suitable to the fullness of of the times, which will uh, be noted if you think about the fullness of the times. Think about it will be captured in the rapture of the church, in the day of the Lord judgment on the unbelieving wicked world, and in the establishment of the millennial kingdom of Jesus Christ, where he rules and reigns from Jerusalem for a thousand years. And as he does, guess what? We are going to be in new bodies, seeing Christ face to face with our loved ones, renewed, never to die again, no more disease, no more pain, no more suffering, no more sorrow. The former things have passed away. And not only that, but the devil and the demons will be cast into the lake of fire. And then he'll be let out for a little time at the end of those thousand years, as many of you have read about, which we won't get into now. But here's the point. God is going to make everything new. That's the sacred secret. The the world, the heavens and the earth will be new, and so will you. Praise God. 
That's God's plan. And he has secured that plan by the redemption price purchased through Jesus Christ. So he is summing up all things middle of 10 in Christ. And this is the key phrase that we've seen in him, in Christ. I think you find it 170 times in the Bible. Uh, It's a very important little phrase because, by the way, the word Christian or Christians is only found three times in the Bible. But in him or in Christ is found like 170 times. So you can see the key emphasis. And here is one thing I want to just make crystal clear to you. You are either in Christ or you are not. If you are in Christ, all these promises that are mentioned in the scriptures are yours. Now, like I said, we're, we're a work in progress. We're, we could all wear t-shirts that say under construction. Be patient with me, right? But as to our situation before our Father, we are seen in Christ, in the Son, and we are already clean before Him, and He has forgiven us our trespasses. And this is the mystery. The ESV says this, as a plan for the fullness of time, God's plan is to unite all things in Him, things in heaven, and things on earth. The NAS says, uh, the summing up of all things in Christ, things in the heavens and things upon the earth in him. Philippians 2.10.11 says, At the name of, of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord or Lord to the glory of God the Father. In the summing up of times, everything in heaven, on earth, under the earth, will bow their knee to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And the old commercial says it right. You can pay me now or you can pay me later. But every knee, every knee is going to bow. Darwin's knee is going to bow. Hitler's knee is going to bow. You name it, they're going to bow. Because he is the true king of kings and the Lord of lords. God has revealed to us how he will restore everything in creation, including us, his church, back to its intended condition. What was lost by the first Adam in the garden with his wife Eve, we don't want to leave her out, will be recaptured by the last Adam, Jesus Christ. And even Revelation 22 tells us that we will see a stream flowing from the throne of God and there will be the tree of life recaptured in the New Jerusalem. And so we are going to, in many ways, uh, experience Eden restored. In many ways, we could think of it that way, although we don't know exactly if it'll be just like Eden, but the point is is that that which existed in Eden, uh, God walking with them in the cool of the day, uh, no sin, no death, that will be recaptured because of the last Adam, Jesus Christ. For in Adam all die, but in Jesus Christ all shall be made alive. That is, hallelujah, that is God's plan. Now in 1 Corinthians 2, Uh, Paul's talking about this mystery. Turn there with me. Just a few books back. 1 Corinthians 2, look at verse 9. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 says these words. But just as it is written, things which eye has not seen, 1 Corinthians 2, 9, and ear has not heard, and which have not entered into the heart of men, all that God has prepared for those who love him. Now keep reading 1 Corinthians 2, 10. For to us, God revealed them how? Through the Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Michael Lance says it at the end of each week, get to church. Fellowship is important. If you live in Southern California, make sure you visit the church Pastor Michael has the honor of serving as senior pastor. Living Truth Christian Fellowship is in the city of Corona on 1009 Arsenal Way. You can learn more about the church on walkintruth.com. If you listen to Walk in Truth and you're nowhere near Southern California, Pastor Michael would ask that you make an effort to get into fellowship. Being alone is needed sometimes, but it's not the way the Lord would have you live. Pastor Michael and the whole Walk in Truth team pray you get to church this week. And learn more about Pastor Michael Lance, the mission of Walk in Truth, and our church at walkintruth.com. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. God's plan is to unite all things in him, things in heaven, and things on earth. The NAS says, uh, the summing up of all things in Christ, things in the heavens, and things upon the earth in him. Philippians 2, 10, 11 says, at the name of, of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord or Lord to the glory of God the Father. In the summing up of times, everything in heaven on earth, under the earth, will bow their knee to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And the old commercial says it right. You can pay me now or you can pay me later. But every knee, every knee is going to bow. Darwin's knee is going to bow. Hitler's knee is going to bow. You name it, they're going to bow. Because he is the true King of kings and the Lord of lords. God has revealed to us how he will restore Everything in creation, including us, his church, back to its intended condition. What was lost by the first Adam in the garden with his wife Eve, we don't want to leave her out, will be recaptured by the last Adam, Jesus Christ. And even Revelation 22 tells us that we will see a stream flowing from the throne of God and there will be the tree of life recaptured in the New Jerusalem. And so we are going to, in many ways, experience Eden restored. In many ways, we could think of it that way, although we don't know exactly if it'll be just like Eden, but the point is, is that that which existed in Eden, uh, God walking with them in the cool of the day, uh, no sin, no death, that will be recaptured because of the last Adam, Jesus Christ. For in Adam all die, but in Jesus Christ all shall be made alive. That is, hallelujah, that is God's plan. Now, in 1 Corinthians 2, uh, Paul's talking about this mystery. Turn there with me, just a few books back. 1 Corinthians 2, look at verse 9. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 says these words. But just as it is written, things which eye has not seen, 1 Corinthians 2, 9, and ear has not heard, and which have not entered into the heart of men, all that God has prepared for those who love him. Now keep reading 1 Corinthians 2.10. For to us, God revealed them, how? Through the Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. 
For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. Look at verse 12. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit, Holy Spirit, who is from God, that we might know the things freely given to us by God. God is not hiding it. He wants you to know. Which things we also speak not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. 14. But a natural man, that is a man outside of Christ, does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and we've all experienced that by a skeptic or unbeliever, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. Now, if you have ever been involved in any kind of real estate, go back to Ephesians, you know what an appraiser does. An appraiser assesses value. So the market can go up and down with your house. Uh, uh, A realtor will look at the comps in the neighborhood and they will tell you the value of your home. The spiritual man, this is one of the main points of the text, is able to assess properly value. The natural man cannot make a proper appraisal. Why? Because he's not living for the future kingdom of God. He's not living for eternal things. He's not living with a view to the world to come which is really ridiculous because when you think about it, you're going to get whatever, 60, 80, 100 years on this planet, and then eternity. And eternity is too long to be wrong. It's too long to be wrong. So we know the things that God has given us, and therefore we can make a proper appraisal of how to live now. Now, I told you in Ephesians, what we have is three chapters that want to drive home. Paul is driving home the point, this is who you are. This is who you are. Saved by grace. And by the time we're through with the first three chapters, we're going to be rejoicing in the Lord. It's some of the richest stuff about grace you can ever hear. But then in chapter 4, Paul's going to now say, now that you know who you are, now walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you've been called. So that's how Paul does it. It's first, this is who you are. You need to know who you are. Make sure how you're saved. And then he's going to say, now that you know who you are, this is how you should live. Now in him, Ephesians 2 verse 11, and the in him fits better with verse 11. That's why if you have the NAS, it's actually at the the end of verse uh, 10. But it actually belongs at verse 11. Don't be troubled by that because remember that chapter breaks and verses were put in by men, not by God. These letters in their original writings were just simply fluid letters without chapter breaks. Chapter breaks and verses were put in by us to make it easier for us to track with Scripture and to identify verses. But they're not there in the original. So it reads better this way in verse 11. In him also, and that's in Christ, verse 11, we have obtained... And the first order of business is to address the Jewish people. We we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things, not some, but all things after the counsel of his will. We have obtained an inheritance by God. This is the divine side of the equation. God is working out his purpose, and he has included us in it. And it's a mystery why we're included in it, but God has chosen us and we have responded by faith and therefore we are in Christ. To the end, look at verse 12. 
that we who were the first to hope in the gospel is a message of hope. In Romans 15, 13, God is called the God of hope. And in 1 Timothy 1, 1, it says Jesus Christ is our hope. Now here, hope, the first to hope, notice, in Christ is a synonym for faith. If you put your hope in Christ, you're putting your faith in Christ. That's what the Bible's talking about. So my hope is in him. My hope is you, is third day saying it, right? Show me your way. Guide me in truth. That's what this is about. And, and Paul is saying we were the first to hope because the Jewish people heard the message on Pentecost. The early church was largely Jewish. And we were the first to put our hope in Christ. And when we say we're putting our hope in Christ, that means we're putting our faith in Christ. We're not saying, gee, I really hope it happens. That's not the biblical concept of faith or hope. Faith is only as good as the object in which it is placed. You all know that, right? People say, I'm a person of faith. You have to ask the question, faith in what? Or faith in who? Faith is only as good as the object in which it is placed. Example, let's say that somebody goes to the top of the Empire State Building and believes that they got some pixie dust and they can fly. And so they say, I believe I can fly. Wasn't that a song? Anyway, and so they do a swan dive off the top of the Empire State Building. I believe, I believe, I believe. I don't care how much you believe. Gravity is a greater law than your belief. And you are going to hit the ground. And you are going to find that your belief did nothing for you. Because faith is only as good as the object in which it is placed. Now, we place faith in people sometimes. People can let us down. You know, we place faith in fast food. Well, you don't know who's making that thing behind there, but, <laughs> but you pray over it, right? Oh, Lord, right? So, but we were the first to hope in Christ. Christ is our hope. We should be, look at verse 12, middle of the verse, to the praise of his glory. You're going to see that several times. If you want to note it, it's found in verses 5, 6, 12, and 14. Even though we put our faith in Christ, ultimately our lives are to be lived for the praise of his glory. It's his glory first, your enjoyment second. If you get that right, you'll get both. If you flip it around, you'll probably get neither. See, so many people are living for themselves and they think if by living for themselves, they'll get all that they want. And actually, if you live for the praise of his glory, you'll get blessings thrown in. Have you discovered that? You've been listening to Signed, Sealed, and Delivered, Part 1 on Walk in Truth. Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians, Chapter 1, Verses 9 through 14. Hey, and if you missed any part of today's program, you can always listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Please follow Walk in Truth on social media. We'd love to see who's listening. Walk in Truth is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow us at, at Walk in Truth Show. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, indeed, we are signed, sealed, and delivered. And you know what? The, the, the beautiful gospel... Uh, that we've been celebrating here in Ephesians chapter 1, that salvation is by grace through faith. It's been paid in full. It's a gift of God. We get to share that, and we also get to share it in the community of the saints. Every time we gather, 
We sing in light of our redemption, and we sing praises to our Redeemer. And the redeemed community can say together, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. He is worthy of our praise. And and I wanted to mention that because we have an incredible uh, group of partners that have partnered with us here at Walk in Truth. Let me just mention a few new givers. Lillian from Indio. Thank you, Lillian, a new monthly partner. Mark from Chatsworth has become a new monthly partner. And Renee in Bellflower, California, is also partnering with us on Walk in Truth giving. And we're just excited because the Lord is using Walk in Truth to reach literally thousands of people every week, week in and week out. And we're, we're seeing a wonderful response. We do events and we get to re- meet radio listeners who are being impacted. And uh, one listener in particular even drove from the San Fernando Valley recently to come to one of our special 633 events. What a blessing. And that just tells me that there's people out there who um, hear the program, are excited about it, and want to partner with us. And I just want to say thank you on behalf of our team. We're so excited uh, to do this together and see what the Lord's going to do. And He is gracious. So tomorrow we're going to do a part two on signed, sealed, and delivered. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend about what you're hearing. We'll catch you right here tomorrow. One more reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. And thanks to listeners and church partners like you, we're now on three more radio stations. Praise God. Hey, if you're a longtime listener, could you please consider becoming a partner of at least $5 a month? You can visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. And join us tomorrow on this station for part two of Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Ephesians 1, verses 9 through 14, called Signed, Sealed, and Delivered. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.